grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The last time I got the opportunity to preach in front of you was nearly six weeks ago, and we were coming off of an exciting week. One of my favorite weeks of the year, VBS week. A week with energy and fun and silliness and learning. And yet that week was a week I knew kind of what to expect. I had done VBS before. I kind of knew what was coming. So perhaps it's with a little irony that exactly one month to the day after VBS started, some two and a half weeks ago, I found myself packing for another exciting week. A week that would be full of fun, energy, learning, even some silliness. But much unlike VBS, this was a week I had no idea of what to expect. See, when the bus rolled away from our parking lot some two weeks ago, I truly had no idea what to expect, taking 30 students, myself, our youth coordinator, Becky Blake, and three adult volunteers to the LCMS Youth Gathering. I'd never been. It's not that we didn't prepare for it. We had done our homework and our due diligence, had it all mapped out, but I never went as a youth. I never went as a young adult when I was in college. In 2019, my vicarage year here, the last time the gathering happened, I didn't go. So in one sense, I truly was completely unprepared for all the things that I would and our group would experience that week. And so perhaps that gathering theme that you heard Hannah mentioned, that Jesus is in all things, was a perfect theme for me to consider. It's a theme that comes from the epistle lesson that was read just a few moments ago from Paul's letter to the Colossian church where we read that Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, and that whether thrones or dominions, rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. That he is before all things. And that in him all things hold together. That he is the head of the body, the church. The beginning, the firstborn from the dead, in everything preeminent. That in him the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And through him he reconciles to himself all things. Making peace by the blood of his cross. And it was those words that were in my mind as we quite literally rolled into Houston at the start of July, which meant it was 102 with 73% humidity. We step off the bus and no one melted. We got settled in. We even got to Minute Maid Park, the baseball stadium that held the first mass event. And there I got to see for the first time just a glimpse of what it was like to be at the gathering. It's an amazing thing to see 20,000 high school students plus number of adult leaders and fellow pastors in a major league baseball stadium all worshiping, proclaiming the love that Jesus has for them. And it's incredible to see over a few short days just how much growth can occur in the lives, lives of the youth that we brought with us. It was a truly great week. An impactful week. As you heard from Hannah quite rightfully, and as every single service will hear from a different youth that went with us to the gathering, it was a week that impacted their lives, a week that you guys helped make possible through the various fundraisers like sandwiches and even dropping off your well-loved items at the rummage sale. 
But I realized I had a challenge because the vast majority of you weren't there. How do you preach to, to something that you kind of have to experience in order to understand? And as I thought about what I would, would do today, there was one single image that kept sticking in my mind. Single image that stuck with me throughout the gathering, throughout our, retu- our return. It's the image of a, a bull. An example of that image is on the front cover of your bulletin this weekend. And by itself, a bull is not that remarkable. And at first glance, the bull on your bulletin cover doesn't even seem that special. But when you look closely at it, you can see that there have been cracks in that bull. And this is one of many bowls that were used as the communion ware for the gathering's worship service. And these cracks meant that this bowl had to be put back together. But when that adhesive was applied, when it was put back together, it didn't go on clear. No, mixed in with that adhesive was some gold dust so that when that bowl was put back together and set on that table, the cracks, the breaks, the fissures, they were not hidden from sight. They were highlighted. Highlighted to enhance the beauty of the bowl that came from a position where it needed to be fixed, healed, put back together, reconciled. See, in that bowl, we see a a small reminder of what our own lives are like. A reminder of what Paul says to that Colossian church about what it means that Jesus is in all things. For it is the, the same Jesus that's the firstborn of all creation, that is in all things, created all things, before all things, and holds all things together. It is that same Lord and God, the same Jesus, who reconciled himself to all things, even the broken things. As Paul would put it, he made peace by the blood of his cross. And in that, we have a beautiful reminder that's not just for 20,000 high schoolers hanging out in Texas for a week. We have a reminder that the greatest aspect of Jesus being in all things means that he's even in those faults and the failures, the brokenness that presents itself to the one who created us. It is one thing to say when you're at an event like the gathering with 20,000 youth worshiping our God where you see so joyfully and evidently how all things came together to make it happen. It's easy in a moment like that to say, Jesus, you are in all things. But it's a much more humbling thing to admit when we consider our day-to-day existence. When we consider what we present before God on a day-to-day basis, the broken and fallen aspects of our sinful lives becomes a much more humbling thing to say, Jesus, you are in all these things, and I can't hold it together. I need you to hold it together for me. I can't do it on my own. And yet, as Paul reminded the Colossian church, he is in all things. That Jesus comes to those who cannot do it themselves, and through him, through his work, through the work of his cross, through his victory over sin, death, and the devil, 
The Jesus who is in all things works in the midst of sinful lives, works to redeem and restore the lives of those cracked and broken and fractured by sin. That even in the midst of that sin, Jesus holds all things together. He is the head, rules over all things, including the church, this church. But most importantly, we are reminded that even in the reality of the fracture and the break that our sin created between us and God, Jesus holds us together. One experience I got to have at the gathering was one I was not planning on. See, during the worship service, they figure it out ahead of time who's all going to be helping distribute communion. And I hadn't planned on doing so, but sure enough, halfway through the service, someone comes running up our section at Minute Maid Park and says, hey, we need a pastor. Now, there are only 600 to choose from, but uh, I had the great joy of being able to help out. And as I kind of scrambled to get downstairs, get to the concourse, consecrate the body and blood of Christ given and shed for these 20,000 youth, I got to hold that bowl. I got to look at those cracks, the brokenness, the things that had caused it to be, quote-unquote, imperfect. And I was reminded that why we gathered in Houston was not to get together with 20,000 of the best, most perfect, most put-together high schoolers we could find in all creation. But rather, those 20,000 high schoolers and the adults and pastors included, they were there because without Christ, like that bowl, they were broken. And yet with Jesus, they are placed, literally brought and bought back into God's story. A story that goes way back to a fateful garden and will continue in life far beyond their earthly days. And that's true for us who sit here as well. We don't gather here in this place, St. Paul's Lutheran Church, with our brothers and sisters in Christ because we found the most put-together, well-dressed, and well-behaved individuals this side of the Mississippi. Rather, we come as brothers and sisters in Christ. We sit next to one another who know sin. Sit next to those who know doubt and failure and frustration and brokenness and even cracks and fractures. We sit next to brothers and sisters in Christ who are in the exact same boat we ourselves are in. A boat that needs a savior. We come to this place to receive what that Savior came to bring to us. To receive here his words of forgiveness, his healing, his restoration. To receive the love and the sacrifice and even the life that Jesus came to bring, not to the put together, but to the broken. The love and the life that Jesus came not to bring to those who have found their way perfectly but to those who even may feel lost. To receive what God brings, not to those who are always happy, but even to those who are hurting. See, it was true. I had no idea what to expect going to the gathering. But I also found it a little funny that 
when you think about it, Paul probably never expected that this little letter that he wrote to a small church in Asia Minor would one day be used to impact over 20,000 individuals sitting in a baseball stadium in a land he had never even known existed. And yet Paul's reminder is impactful. Not only for those youth that got to go to Houston, but for us in our day-to-day lives as well. Because when you think about Jesus being in all things, it means that it's not about knowing what to expect, (laughs) knowing what comes next, but rather remembering that no matter the expectations, no matter if they're met or exceeded, no matter of what comes next is what you wanted or what you hoped never happened, well, Christ is working. Christ is there. Christ is working for his people in all things. It's a beautiful reminder that as we go about our day-to-day lives far removed from a baseball stadium in Houston, we have a God that comes to us in all things, no matter the, the sin or the success, no matter the failure or the great joy, that in all things we have a God whose love transcends all. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.